Audie Nice is moving in a new way forward, and we want to keep you in the loop. So during each episode of our podcast, we'll bring in new people. People like teachers, students, staff, even district leaders to talk about all the things happening in Aldine ISD. Welcome back to another episode of All the Things, the Aldine ISD podcast. I'm your host, Shalia Reed, Chief of Staff, and I'm excited to continue sharing the stories and the stories about the people of Aldine ISD. Let's get into it today. I have a top three this week. It's Black History Month. It's February. This month, we're celebrating Black history. During the month of February, we, we will celebrate the legacies of those that have come before us, specifically those in Aldine. Uh, I do have some Black history facts that I've printed off because I like to leave the, the readers, um, the listeners with a little something. So first, I want to give a shout out to Hip Hop's first godmother. I'm looking at my guests. Y'all know anything about this? That means no. Come <laughs> no. on. So I'm glad I'm leaving you with something. Hip-hop's first godmother. Uh, She is a singer and music producer, Sylvia Robinson. She produced the first ever commercially successful rap record. Any guess? You're way too young. (laughs) I've never seen a record. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's a whole nother set of stories. (laughs) She produced Rapper's Delight by Sugar Hill Gang. Yes. Yeah, I know who that is. uh Good. And along with her husband, she co-owned the first hip-hop, leg- hip-hop label, Sugar Hill Records. All right, I gave you some Black History facts. I have one more, which is appropriate for today's guest. The agricultural scientist George Carver was responsible for creating over 500 new products made from peanuts and sweet potatoes, including cooking oils, paint, soap, cheese, milk, coffee, Flour, ink, dyes, plastics, wood stains, and cosmetics. George Washington Carver. Yep, I see you over there. Your your eyes are lighting up. (laughs) You've learned something new. George Washington Carver, I think he was one of the first Black History Facts. I learned, like, I don't know, maybe, like, second grade my mom and dad made us learn that. I had, like, some flashcards. Oh, yeah. Mine too. And then when you're a student at Carver, that's one of the first things. Ah. First week of school, we go over who George Washington Carver is. I'm glad. I'm glad. (laughs) Okay. So you heard a couple of voices. I want to introduce them. Let's get into it. Today, we're going to talk um, talk to George, um, the George Washington Carver Magnet Panther players. But before I get to their full introduction, I do have two more of my top two. See, I'm all over the place today, but this is just how we roll. So I gave y'all some black history facts. Number two of my top three. I want to shout out to those who are participating in the Black History Oratory Competition. We're back for a second year. And by now, we should be really close to knowing who the winners are. So thank you to all those who've participated. Thank you to the committee who uh, labored over the process. Last year, I was impressed by the talents of our students. They came to the board meeting and presented their art, their work, their masterpieces. And I think several of them brought tears to my eyes. So very interesting to hear how, how our students uh, define leadership, and it's not what you think. So congratulations to the last year's winners, and good luck to those that are participating this year. My last top three is another shout-out to the students who are participating in this year's livestock show. They make some good money, but I also know they put in a lot of hard work to make that happen. So congratulations to all those cowboys and cowgirls, those 
uh, ag majors that are, you know, not majors in college yet, but they're majoring in it right now, focused on, you know, whether it's art, you know, raising livestock or really just participating in the whole event. It takes a lot of early mornings and a lot of late evenings to raise those animals. But to watch their faces when they walk away with a prize is priceless. Um, I love urban, uh, like urban cowboy stuff. We live in the city, but to see that kids are really still participating in this, it's pretty darn amazing. Speaking of amazing, I'm going to transition back to the Carver Magnet Panther players. Troop 6753. Do y'all do something right there? No, (laughs) you were right. Don't y'all like yes, do... Yes, it's like Troop 6753. Yay, yay. Okay, okay. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Uh, the Troop has been around for 15 years. The Panther players have been successful in the UIL one-act play contest, um, being district champions 12 times, advancing to the regional UIL one-act play contest seven times, and being recognized as a state al- alternate five times. Have you ever won the whole thing? Not yet, not yet, but we will. Oh, it's going to happen. Oh, yes. And everybody knows <laughs> when Carver's there, right? Yes, they have yes, to bring yes. their A game. Always. In the Tommy Toon Awards, the Panthers have received nominations in all categories, totaling 85 nominations, six which were for Best Musical and 11 wins. So for the past two years, the troupe has received the highest honor, which is the Thespian Award. Is that what you said? Yes, yes, for the International Thespian Festival. The International Thespian Festival in duet acting. Mm -hmm. The troupe has had 230 national qualifying students since it began participating in the Texas Thespian Festival, qualifying in all categories and earning main stage finalists numerous times. And they've performed on the main stage with the Texas amateur premiere of the memphis musical i didn't get that right did i yes yeah, so the, the texas amateur premiere of memphis the musical you got it right okay and troop 6753 are y'all gonna do it yeah yeah <laughs> has earned its status as a citywide statewide and nationally recognized organization the troop actively gives back to the community and has been interviewed and showcased on every news channel in the greater houston area recently they were featured in the american school board journal and let me tell you that that reporter was like overwhelmed with like how great it was. Like he was like, these folks are good, and y'all were just practicing. Yeah, we were in rehearsal, but it was just the, the energy was so magnetic. It that was, day. it was. Yes. Um, I I would be like, if I didn't give him a shout out, he would probably kill us. So shout out to Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> and Morehouse. And Morehouse <laughs> just doing his thing. Yeah. He's probably going to listen to this and be like, see, I did something. Uh, And all the other Carver students and alumni who work professionally over the world uh, attend notable universities and are productive citizens. So shout out to all of you, not just Tristan. The theater department is under the direction of Rashonda Jones Kumba. How do I say that? Yeah, Kumba. Okay, so the theater department is under the direction of Rashonda Jones Kumba, who is an internationally... Awarded you have what is the award you just received? I just recently received the Stephen Schwartz Musical Theater Teacher of the Year Award. Now I mean it's a mouthful, but like it means she's the best of the best, and she's like shy about it right now. Uh-huh. I would be walking around like <laughs> holding my trophy. Up. Do you know me? This is who I am. <laughs> and I also want to give us uh, uh, your partner in crime, yes. Jabari Collins. Yes. All right, so. I'm going to ask for your autographs before we leave. Oh, yeah, those are valuable. Oh, they will be. So I'm going to get them. (laughs) I knew it. Okay, the voice you just heard is Ryan Randolph. 
She's a junior at the Car at Carver Magnet High School. She's been a participant in a theater program at Carver for three years and has been a performing arts student for nearly nine. She serves as the board vice chair of Troop 6753. Yay, yay. All right. And is the junior class vice president. Her repertoire of shows at Carver includes <laughs> Sister Act, Dream Girls, Holy Ghost, and The Diviners. She's earned various awards over the years and has received superior ranking at the International Thespian Festival. Additionally, she has qualified for nationals at the Texas Thespian Festival and earned a superior ranking at the state level. Woo! Lastly, Ryan has also earned the National African American Recognition Program Scholarship from College Board. Congratulations. Thank you. Hopefully mine was a mouthful. It is. Listen, I'm not even done. <laughs> this year, Ryan plans on motivating the troop and reminding her fellow Panther players that anything is possible, all while staying at, on top of her academic courses so she can graduate at the top of her class. Look at that. It was a mouthful. Like, <laughs> you all right if I don't read yours? That's okay. Shoulder? That's okay. I mean, yours is long, too. We just know you're pages. the best of the best. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> All right, Ms. Jones, I'm going to start with you. Okay. How did you get started in theater? First off, you're a proud Prairie View Panther. I am. I am a proud Panther. Yes. And I was part of the Charles Gilpin. Oh, the, the Charles Gilpin players. Gilpin players at Prairie View, the world-renowned. And this was when C. Lee Turner, who was the director, he passed away recently, mm-hmm. but an absolute legend. Yes, you know, uh, when it's my show, I get to celebrate those who are Prairie View grads. Yeah. There's like a through line. Like, I always talk about Prairie View. I talk about books. And then I get to talk about Alden. It just happens like that but Prairie View I'm super proud um Ryan um I'm coming back to you on where you're going to school I hope that's on the list okay (laughs) so how did you get started in theater even before you got to Prairie yes you know my mom always tells this story now so she says like when I was three four years old I would always that was around Tina Turner had that song out what's love got to do with this yeah and so she said (laughs) I would get in her heels and like put on like this oversized dress and start and put some pom-poms on my head as a wig <laughs> and would sing that song like <laughs> and and so she would get it was she, it would be she would be it would be so hilarious and she still talks about that to this day and then so when I revisited theater I was in middle school I, I was taking speech and my middle school theater teacher her name was Marjorie Talachka she was like you have a really really good speaking voice and a really really good presence mm. um Let's start doing the speech and the debate tournament. So I started doing the tournaments and then I would go and place in prose and poetry and the interpretive events. And then she was like, you're going to be the next Oprah. I, like, I, and she's like, I can see that in you. And I was like, ooh, the next Oprah. And then so and so she just kind of laid the foundation um, in middle school. And then I continued it all throughout high school. But when I was leaving, I went to Warden High School, Warden, Texas, and I graduated and I was just going to go to Prairie View to be an English teacher. Mm-hmm. And even though theater is something I had done, I had done theater in high school band and I was involved in a lot of organizations, but I was just going to be a teacher. I've always wanted to be a teacher, so I was going to be an English teacher. And then I went to Prairie View and I said, well, I'm going to minor in theater because I just love it so much. Hobart Taylor. And Hobart Taylor. And so I went there and I met with Mr. Turner. And then he said, so I minored. He was like, okay, we... It's a lot of requirements to be a minor in theater at Prairie I said, well, I'm up for the challenge. I can do both. And then eventually, I was like, well, I just need to teach something that I absolutely love. Oh, and I so it that. just kind of merged both. Because I always wanted to be an educator. I grew up with I have a lot of family of educators in mm-hmm. my family. So being an educator is something I always had a passion about, 
doing. But then to mix something I love so much, it was just like, it was perfect. It was perfect. So it was a perfect marriage between the two. So that's how I became a theater teacher. And so when you graduated, did you know where you were going to work? No, I didn't. I actually, when I first graduated, I enrolled in the certification program because I graduated with a theater degree. And I was like, okay, let me get certified. But at Prairie View at the time, they had a the certification program where you could student teach. Mm-hmm. You could take classes and then opt to student teach. And so I did that. And then Mr. Turner again knew Freddie Buckner, who, who's a, who was a theater teacher at all in, in Eisenhower High School. And he was like, you should student teach at Eisenhower with Mr. Buckner. So I contacted Mr. Buckner. He was like, sure, sure, You know, sure. it's funny. We've heard about Mr. Buckner on one of our podcasts yes. already. And so he was like, you, and so Mr. Buckner accepted my student teaching assignment. And he was like, I started not because he said, I've had experience with student teachers. So let me just see. But he said he's so glad. He tells his story to me that he's so glad he accepted me as a student teacher. And I learned so much under him. And I learned the Aldine way. The Aldine has a really good program for their student teachers. Sure. It's you complete your student teaching successfully. You are guaranteed a job if there is an opening. So that it just literally like failed my student teaching journey and it just fell into my lap after And that. so where was your first job? Was it at Carver? No, my first job was at, so I student taught at Eisenhower. Then my first job was at Shotwell Middle School. Oh, okay. And I was there for one year. And I, I loved it in middle school. But then at that time, it was so hard for high school openings. Like People would get in the high school theater teacher, and they're there for years until right. they retire. Right. But Carver just came open the next year. Then Mr. Buckner once again said, hey, Rashonda, there's an opening at Carver. I was like, well, I love Shotwell. I'm not... He was like, there's an opening at Carver. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just go and I'll go interview. And I interviewed with the principal at the time, Mr. Pickens. And it was just like family when I walked into the interview. It was just family environment. And then I was like, oh, Carver is the place. And then literally, and then that's how I ended up at Carver High School. And I've been there ever since. So, um, Ryan, she mentions that Carver feels like family. As a student, does it still feel like family? It still feels like family, like Going to school, it's an environment where whenever I go. Well, but you go all the time. Oh. Because attendance matter. <laughs> yes, it does. Attendance <laughs> does matter. <laughs> I actually have 100% attendance. Oh, okay. I believe you. <laughs> but um, whenever I go, well, when I go, I always just see people. It's a. I see people that I don't even have classes with, and I'll be like, hi, hello. They'll be like, hi, Ryan. I'll just say hi back. Even to the teachers I don't really talk to or have classes for, they always just say hello. They greet me. Everybody greets each other. You're able to hold a conversation, even in the hallways, just passing by. I can have a little giggle with the principal. It's just, it's a warm, welcoming environment whenever you walk in, no matter who you are. So I I just, you know, read your bio. Mm -hmm. We know you're like top of your class, super scholarly. Do you play into like, how do you plan to like leave theater behind at Carver or are you going to like take it into the next part of your life? Um, For my next part in life, I do plan on moving on, but I will still carry it with me because regardless of what I major in theater always, it's this one part of theater that never leaves you because once you go into theater, you just suddenly become, you find yourself becoming like, louder you're you feel more confident when you go out so in college I know you know these are new people I don't really know everybody so I feel that even if I do not major in theater I'll still be able to carry it with me or you know just bring it around (laughs) 
Tell me about this list of schools you're thinking about. So right now on my priority list, I'm actually very interested in Rice University. Okay. I've been eyeing it for about, i say, three years. Oh, okay. Seeing local. Yes, very local. And if not that, I have also been looking at UCLA. Ooh. Um, I look on YouTube because I noticed that their student-run clubs and stuff, they always seem to pop up on my feed. Mm. So I just look at them Big and brother. I just see like— <laughs> Big Brother is yeah. watching. <laughs> And I just see, like, wow, like, this is a big environment. And, like, lots of people from all over the place come in and just do things there. And so that's really been interesting to me, those two. Okay, let's talk about UCLA and let's talk about how it's in L.A. L.A. And still theater. Is there not a connection there? There's a connection. I feel that fate, fate will bring me back. Fate will bring me back. Okay. I mean... You know, if we go back to the Prairie View piece and the mm-hmm. Panthers, I mean, uh, the Gilpin players, there's some like, I when I watch TV, mm-hmm. no lie, I watch a Walmart commercial, I'm like, she went to Prairie View. Then I watch, there's like a TV, um, I can never remember the name of the show, but Cedric the Entertainer's in it. He went to Prairie View. I'm like, mm-hmm. they're there. That could be you. Like, oh, she went to Carver. I have wanted to do a commercial, actually. See? I would love to do a commercial. <laughs> I could see it happening for you. I would just love it. Okay, I'm a, how are you balancing, like, all the performing and practicing with schoolwork? I say it just takes endurance, mm-hmm. mainly, because when I go home, so usually we have rehearsals. If we're lucky, we'll get out at 5. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we will get out at 7. But after I get home, that's when I usually take time to study. Uh-huh. And then after I'm done studying, I do my homework. I have a little board I write down my um, to-do list on. And so then I just check things off and I just split it up so that I'm not overworking myself. Oh, you're really organized. Very organized. And then I just rinse and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you have any tips that you would share with like your classmates who are listening? I or, say. Or, or younger kids. I definitely say the most important thing, I say actually Mr. Collins taught me this, don't overthink it. Just do it. When you overthink, you stress yourself out. Just go as the day goes on and just take it. And I feel that if you just go with the flow, things will be a lot easier on you. Ooh, so I was watching, um, I'm not sleeping these days, so I was watching (laughs) TV and there was this lady who was like, she was really struggling with like everything coming up. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what show it was. It was like in the middle of the night. And what her husband kept telling her was, we'll cross that bridge when it gets there. Mm-hmm. We'll cross that bridge when it gets there. And I feel like that is kind of what Mr. Collins is saying. Like, mm-hmm. get across this bridge before you plan to get across the next yes. bridge. So that's good advice. I hope that not only students listening, but adults too. Like, mm-hmm. just do it and then like cross the bridge when you get there. Yeah. Great advice. Okay, I'm coming back to you, Miss Jones. Okay. So she's going to be at UCLA, mm-hmm. and she's going to win. It'll be an Oscar, not a Grammy. Yeah, an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And she'll be fabulous and fantastic, and then also like be valedictorian of her class. I can see that. Are there, um, <laughs> are there other students like Ryan who's done? Like, Tell us where they are and what they're doing. And- yes, we have students that are, are, are doing wonderful things. One student, when she was actually, her name is Amber Nicole Scott. She was on The Voice during her time, like her senior year in high school at Carver. Oh, wow. Yes. I love The Voice. Yes. And she made it and she made it pretty far. But she is like right now singing professionally in New York. I Just recently this summer, she was singing at an event and I went and I saw her and she's still doing amazing. 
Um, Stanley Andrew Jackson, he's one of our graduates. He went to Howard University. Then he went to get his ma- uh, master's at the Royal Academy of Speech and Drama. Ooh. And then he and he's just been acting all over. He was in a Super Bowl commercial about maybe about four years ago. Oh, wow. He was in this Mountain Dew Super Bowl commercial. You see a commercial that goes puppy monkey baby. <laughs> that is a very weird commercial, but he's in there and it's like it's, it's catchy, but it's catchy. And he he's in that commercial. and He's been in like Power Rangers, like like little like episodes and stuff like that. So he's a working actor currently right here in Houston. Trey Morgan Lewis is in Sister Act at Theater Under the Stars is playing right now. And he's one of our 2013 graduates. And he also started a theater company with Auric Davis and they graduated together. And it's called the Sankova Collective and they're mm. working professionally. And Kyle Ward is re, is um uh, who, Kyle as in Ladon Ward? Yes, son? yes, yes. That's exactly who who that is. And he is currently in Motown the musical at the Ensemble Theater. Ooh. And, and not only in acting wise, we have students that are busy technically as well. Ariana Day, she's a, a well known stage manager here in the Houston area. And it's just our students are working. They are working. And then we have students that like one young lady. She's a lord. She's just like about to take her bar. Her name is Erin Andre Allen and. You know, so it's like she's still using. I feel like lawyers are good actors. So they, are. <laughs> they are. Uh, Shout out to Kay. <laughs> Kay Dewar, our general yeah, counsel. Yes. She's absolutely a great actress. Yes, yes. So, but yes, our students are doing amazing things and they and they are really making a name for themselves. So I'm glad you brought that up first. How does it make you feel when you see like a student you taught on, whether it's a stage or television or, you know, winning an award, you know, from whomever you know how does that make you feel oh i'm i'm very i'm proud and and it's also a humbling thing because it's it's just it's a joy that you get just seeing that you were just a little bit a little part of their or their growth and their success and then i try to go see as much as like i try to keep up with so many and if i can make it there i uh, i'm there cuz yeah they never really leave like I'm always tracking and call phone calls and how are you doing? And mm-hmm. they're always calling and coming back. And mm-hmm. so I never, as you know, I'm always falling. Like this is, it doesn't end in high school. Like we're part of each other's lives forever. That's great. I love that. It goes back to the family piece. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we talk about Carver and the, the theater program, but it, it's good that you introduced that there are, there are students who don't pursue the theater. Mm-hmm. And, and is you know, what is a learning you know, I, of course, you're learning your lines, you're learning memorization, you're learning to project and have confidence. But what are the other things that students are learning by participating in the it, arts? It really teaches you great life skills. It teaches you how to deal with others because there's so many different personalities that you encounter in this world. And <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> and so theater teaches you to wear those many hats and know how to and work with many different different people and so a lot of times it's even students when they go out and get in their job high school jobs they say they interview better so it teaches you like interview skills and you're not you're not afraid to be yourself mm-hmm. and, and because sometimes it's hard you're like oh can I be myself but theater we accept all it's like it's all encompassing and so you're not afraid to go out there and be yourself and, and just be natural and relatable so it teaches you a lot of life skills and theater is life like we always say theater is life and it is because we study, we study life, we study people. And so it just helps you become a better all around person. So, Ryan, I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. So you study. How do you memorize those lines? Memorizing lines? I actually have people ask me this a lot, especially my mom. And whenever I try to explain it, 
it's hard to put into words, but I read the lines, you know, I go over them and it's just, it just starts sticking and it just starts coming naturally. And then as soon, like as time goes on, as days go by, you just be, I just become accustomed to it. And then soon enough, soon enough before I know it, it's just in like my brain. It's just in there, <laughs> jammed in. So do you like remember the lines from plays from before or like do you forget them once it's over? Actually, the thing we do in class a lot is just randomly shout out lines from like years ago that we somehow remember. <laughs> and then do like people follow up with the next line? Yes, and it's just we'll have a whole quick little musical before class starts all the time. <laughs> it's just like reoccurring. Okay, so speaking of, so I know at Carver there's lots of different tracks mm-hmm. to follow. So there's like theater. You could have been a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um how did you choose theater and not dance or theater and not be a singer or? Mm-hmm. So actually back when I was in, I say fifth grade. Oh, where'd you go to school? I went to Houston Academy. Okay. And the village. so my older sister actually attended, both of my older sisters actually attended Carver. Uh-huh. So I was kind of familiar with their programs already. Mm-hmm. But when my other sister went to Carver, I think during 2016 era, um, I think that's when they were putting on Hairspray. And I went to go see it for the first time. And I was just so amazed because, you know, it just, for a high school production, you know, I just expected some lines, a pretty background. But it just seemed so real to me. It felt like I was watching the movie. Oh, and so as I just kept getting older and we kept getting invited to see the shows ourselves, actually, I was just able to really feel like I was in the moment when I was watching these people play these characters. Like, it felt so real to me. And that made me think, like, wow, like, I want to do this. I want people to see me and think, wow, I feel like I'm in the story. That's what I wanted to do. So were you in Dreamgirls? Yes, and actually. Who were, who were you in Dreamgirls? It's like my one of my favorite movies. So in Dreamgirls, I was a few many roles. I was a backup dancer, and I was also a very crazed fan. Okay. Can you tell (laughs) me what a crazed fan sounds like? You know, because they can't see you. Mm -hmm. I need you to act it out. So crazed fan, so, okay, imagine we're on set. They're on set. The Dreamgirls are on set, and they're about to get ready to film a music video. Uh And then the doors open, and I see my chance, and I just... (gasps) I see them, I go, and I say, oh, my God, the Dreamgirls. (gasps) And then I just start gasping and I just run in and then the security guard stops me. <gasps> oh. Yo, this is so good. I wish you were here in person. <laughs> and then I just stop and I just look and I saw the dream girls in real life. That was so good. That's the, that's the feeling you get. That's the feeling you get. <laughs> that's so good. That's so good. We have this magnet program, right? Like she talked about Houston and Carver and kind of that whole pathway you know, but there are other families on the other side of the district or even listening who don't go to Aldine. How can families like prepare their students to be in the arts, you know, even if they don't have access to programs like like Carver right now? What could they be doing? You know, are there do you know of any local programs? Do you know of any activities? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, one one good thing just about all if, if the student is in Aldine ISD and not particularly a student in the magnet strand, which they should be. But if not, <laughs> there are arts programs at all the schools. So, okay, good. So, and and pretty much, it, it, and for theater-related, is normally pretty much every middle school and every high school has a theater 
program or a dance program or things. So that's a good start. But outside of that, I also teach at Theater Under the Stars, the Humphrey School of Musical Theater. That is a great training ground, as well as the Ensemble Theater's Young Performers Program. I've And it's also a, a company called the Talented Tenth mm-hmm. Theater Company. All three of those are great training grounds that are right here in our own backyard in the Houston area where students can go and get training. Okay, so... I have a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. He's pretty famous amongst all these yes. folks. Um, to me, he's acting every day. <laughs> he like it acts like he doesn't hear me, <laughs> or he acts like you know he's being murdered when he like is dramatic. Mm-hmm. What age is the right age to introduce a child to fine arts? Oh, as young as possible. Mm. Like if if I guess especially when they're starting reading. So I've seen students get in as early as the age of like four or five. Okay. So as long as you, if they if they have the focus level, like if they're like a you know, very mature three or four year old, they feel like they can go and take that journey. But as soon as you can, introduce them to the Okay, arts. I'm going to drop them off and y- y'all can use them. And we will, yes, yes, <laughs> he yes. He can use them in whatever. Hey, he come on. A- <laughs> he can come be in a musical. He can. <laughs> he can be a baby in a manger. Yes. He can be a raving fan. Yes. Whatever you need him to be, I'm going to just drop him off. Hey, come on. He'll be, he'll be well taken care of. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so... Tell us how people can see you live in action. Like, you know, this is February. So what's coming up? What can they, you know, should they be looking for a place to come out? Are you preparing for Yes. Yeah, so, well, right now we're preparing for our campus Black History Show, which is going to be February 25th. And that includes all of our arts programs at Carver for producing the Black History Show. February the 25th, 6.30 p.m., Carver Auditorium. Okay. And um, what about when did, when do when does competition season begin? Competition season is literally the week after we close that Black History Show. So oh. March. So March the 4th, March the 3rd, and the 4th. Okay. And can y'all tell us what you're doing this year, or is it a secret? Well, right now, it's a top secret. Okay. <laughs> we'll Should we be looking forward to it, though? Yes, definitely looking forward okay, to it. Okay, because I've seen some, like— one of the first things I did as an employee in the district was go to a Carver play. I'm going to tell it myself, but I also bought a pickle in the um, concession stand. I know I was pregnant then. I bought a pickle, and then I brought it in this auditorium. I wasn't supposed to, Ryan, but I did it. As long as you didn't leave a mess. I did not. No, no, I did not. <laughs> it was a great—I like, was I was like you. Like, this is, this is amazing. Like— this feels like I'm actually watching the show or I also felt like I was at the ensemble or, you know, one of these. I've seen Color Purple on Broadway. I fell asleep. Don't tell anybody. Oh. But it felt like I was there. You know, it didn't feel like I was at a high school musical. It felt like I was someplace professional. And that's what we want. That's what we want. Yeah. I want I, like I saw the flyer for Dream Girls and I was like, oh, I'm going to tell everybody to go. In fact... I, I am responsible for helping to recruit one of your students. And so she's there. I'm not going to give her a shout out. I'm not going to embarrass her, but she's there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm expecting amazing things from her. Um, and I don't, I don't, I think she picked theater. Did yeah, she pick she's theater? in dance right dance. now, but okay. she's trying to figure out how she can manage. She's going to make her way. Uh-huh. She's going to make her uh-huh. way. Yeah, if I know anything about it, she will make her way. <laughs> All right. So I have a few more questions before we go. Um, one, favorite book. I say, ooh, actually, I read this in class once, Of Mice and Men. Oh, okay. I love that book, actually. What did you love about it? I like how, I liked how, so, at the time, my classmates, you know, we weren't really used to 
used to reading topics like that. Sure. So reading it in class and then all of us diving in and analyzing it and like seeing the character relationships and seeing what people treated other people like during that time. Uh-huh. It just made, made me really like the book because like even now I randomly talk about it like, hey, remember when we read Mice and Men in class? <laughs> and it just, it's a book that I think about a lot. Okay, good. It's a stickable book. It's a rememberable book. Oh, a stickable book. Yes, I like that. Stickable book. And you, ma'am? My favorite book is Alice Walker's The Color Purple. Oh. Yeah, that's my absolute favorite. Now, I read it like years ago in high school, it's always stuck with me. And then just to follow the journey from the book to the movie to the musical is something that I have a special connection. So to. when it comes, like if it's. If it's touring, are you going to go see it? Oh, oh, definitely. And we were actually the first high school to do Color Purple in Texas. The first high school in Ooh, Texas to do Color Purple. The first high school in Texas to do Color Purple. Mm-hmm. Did y'all win any awards for it? Yes, we have a whole lot of Tommy Toon nominations for that for that um, musical best musical nomination. It was a best musical nomination, best actor. A lot of the oh, it was it was a lot. It, okay, it's a huge and. We sold out the house every night. The Acres Home community and beyond was was, was so in the me, house. Let me ask you this. I'm supposed to be wrapping up, but oh. you just you walked right into it. How do you choose what they're going to perform? Do you choose? Do the kids choose? How does it go? That's a little bit of both, but ultimately I choose. And really it's based on the students. Like mm-hmm. I know these are the group of students I'm having that will be here next year. What would be a good fit for them? Even though we may have some pleasant surprises, like somebody from the middle school may just come in, like, ooh, you know. But it's just kind of based off the students and seeing if they can pull it off and what fits the group of students that so you, you can, have. So you kind of go based on who they are? Yes, yes, exactly. And is, it, is it what kind of talent they have? Like if you have a whole bunch of great singers, are you going to lean more to a singing, singing musical? Yes, yes, yes. That definitely has it because you, you you can't do a musical if they, <laughs> <laughs> if they can't sing. I mean, you can do it, but you're, <laughs> but you're yeah, gonna, I'm not I'm not the singing type. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear a lot of different notes, but yes, definitely. And like for instance, Dreamgirls last year, some strong singers, strong girl singers. And so I was like, that was a no-brainer. Yeah. I remember you guys did The Wiz recently. <laughs> we have. Yeah. Done and it. so I remember, uh, is she Dorothy in The Wiz? Or is she something? What's her real name? Her, her, na- her real name? No, no. What is yeah, the, the Dorothy? Dorothy still yeah. Dorothy in The Wiz. Yes, yes. I remember the Dorothy yes. was like, oh, she can sing. Oh, uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> she can sing, sing. Okay. Um, let me see. Anything else? You got a 15-second commercial? A 15-second commercial? Yeah. Anything you want to share? About yourself, about your journey. You want to give a shout out to your family? Um, about ooh, I would like to give a shout out to my family actually. Um, Taya Gara, mom, I love you. Hope you're working good today. <laughs> what about you? Yes, I would like to shout out all the Panther players, troop six, seven, five, three, past and present. Love you. Great. Well, I wanna thank you guys for coming. I mean, it, you guys are always a joy. You do whatever we ask. If we need you to come perform, you're performing. And then you make room for us when we come see your campus. You make room for us in a special seat at the front. Mm-hmm. Well, not the front, like great seats in, in the, the middle. In the, yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Um, and then thank you for representing Aldine. You guys do an amazing job and are true ambassadors for what's happening in our district. And like I said at the beginning, people know when the Panther players are around, they got to bring their A game. So thank you for that. And thank, thank you, you for being such a strong leader and for helping our students visualize their dreams and go beyond things that that they probably even imagine. Thank you. And Ryan, 
I can't wait to see you on, under those lights. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll make sure to save some tickets. Yes, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. coming to LA. Like, hey, I know her. Excuse uh, me. Excuse she me. She's gonna save me tickets. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm pointing my finger. I know her. All right. Well, thank you. This concludes another episode of All the Things, the All the United States podcast. Yay!